Hello and welcome back to The Water Trio. We're discussing the week of 18th of November. I can't believe it's November 2019. I'm here with the lovely Cassandra and Kelly and we're all ready to serve up the juice and it's definitely a juicy, juicy week ahead. It's some of the best astrology yeah. of the year really, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's okay. like a mix of like something really good and then something a little bit dramatic or chaotic as well this week. I don't know. To me, this is like a week of change and transition because we do have um, Mars changing signs, the sun changing signs, Mercury stationing direct, and then at the end of the week on Sunday, November 24th, which is right in the middle or just at the start of the US kind of holiday Thanksgiving period, um, we've got Mars opposite Uranus, Venus conjunct Jupiter. I'm like, I'm like, there's just so many things. I don't know where you guys want to start today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. I'm I'm super excited for Mars moving into Scorpio. I have to I have to say that. I just think it's been having Scorpio season with Mars in Libra has been tricky. It's had its ups and its downs and yes, it's had its nice sextile to Jupiter last week, but just having it in the sign of its detriment and just not having the power that it usually does, plus the Mercury retrograde as well. I just feel like, yeah, this week has getting us back on track. There's much more momentum mm-hmm. forward. There's much more oomph and energy. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that's my favourite thing is just let's get Mars back into its territory. But, yeah, I'm a bit Mars. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Lishi, from the perspective of as Mars continues through Capricorn, sorry, Mars continues through Scorpio, at least it's cooperating with those Capricorn planets. Yes. Instead of kind of grinding up against them, which it did in Libra. So um, hopefully, you know, even once... Mars does connect with Saturn, Pluto and the South Node, it will be done on friendlier terms or more powerful terms from Mars's perspective. Yeah. And it may be grinding, but it'd be more grind like grinding at the club, not angle grinding. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mars in Scorpio. Sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> oh my God, uh, only the way it. you can, my Lishi. <laughs> love it. What about you, Kel? Yeah, look, I am also very happy for Mars to get the F out of Libra, Um, (laughs) partly because for me personally, Libra represents the eighth house in my chart and I always find I'm just a little bit more stressy and just a little bit more heady in a way that's like not great when it's particularly a planet in detriment in in the eighth house. Like I get very much like worrying about this or trying to plan for that and there's always money stuff going on where there's like a delay or somehow I stuff up my cash flow and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, you know. I mean, you think after nearly 20 years in business I'd have a lot of this stuff figured out, but at least I can always kind of figure out if there's going to be a hiccup, this is when it will typically happen. Um, So personally I don't love the Mars in Libra transit because of how it triggers my chart, but I think in addition to that, this particular Mars in Libra transit has happened with Saturn in Capricorn. So it's created Mm. this kind of ongoing tussle between the two um, traditionally heavy and difficult planets, Mars and Saturn. And, you know, two years ago, Mars was in Libra, but Saturn wasn't in Capricorn. So this is like the only Mars in Libra with the Saturn in Capricorn cycle. It's kind of a unique Mm. combination when you think about it like that. So that 
angle grinding type of energy. You know, I'm happy, like I've done, you know, I've sorted out some things I needed to sort out, but I'm happy to be done with that chapter and Mars in Scorpio so much more productive, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Kel. I mean, Libra is my fifth house. Yeah. I have some, you know, fairly busy uh, fifth house, but it didn't feel, I was like, when's the fun starting, you know, because it kind of didn't happen and it was definitely the Capricorn component. But what it really did do was really heighten creativity. I worked really hard. I had that pushback on all the Capricorn things. So when I reflect on the last six weeks, I'm like, well, I didn't really socialise. I didn't do anything no. that I was hoping to do in the, the way I hoped to do it, but I got a lot done. Yeah. It was quite a productive cycle in that way, um, not kind of what we wanted to um, from uh, some Libra action, but, hey, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, been worthwhile at the same time. How about you, Leash? I mean, you had a fun time, I think, didn't you, Mars and Libra? Yeah, well, it is my seventh house and there definitely was time, more time connecting with not only my husband, but but intimate friends, close friends, you know, doing those kind of real seventh house things. And I also, sometimes Mars in the eighth, the seventh house can be about open enemies as well. And I was actually kind of waiting for something to tap me on the shoulders for that, but it didn't. So I was mm. really glad of that. But I just think, look, this is like the, the the janitor coming in and sweeping up all the stuff that's been brought up with all Scorpio season. It's like, you know, Mars is going to dry things out um, and just sweep it away. It's just this, yes, it's in a water sign and it's definitely more emotional, but I just feel like it's a chance to really take action on some of the realisations that we have come to under this Mercury retrograde and then we've come to over the you know the last month of Scorpio yeah. season it's like let's finally get some some stuff moving rather than this backwards inwards internalized movement I mean I'm all one for connecting to your intuition but sometimes you can get lost in Scorpio territory for way too long and this mm. is kind of that that it's that way to come up out of the rabbit hole and go okay you know let's let's use what we've learned and I just always think you know Scorpio is so protected and well armored. You know, it's it's got the nips, it's got the um, exoskeleton, it's got the sting, and and Mars is happy there, so he feels like he can go forward and do things in his way and his his time. It's deep, it's powerful, it's intense, but it's definitely forward thrust. So yeah. Yeah, well, there is quite a change happening in Scorpio or around the, the part of the Scorpio part of our charts this week. Mm. Mars moves into Scorpio. That's Tuesday the 19th. And then on yep. Wednesday in Canada and the States, which I think is Thursday in Australia, Mercury will station direct and end its retrograde in Scorpio. So there is that those two things like we can now get moving with things that have been maybe delayed mm. or a bit stuck. Um, yep. And the Mars in Scorpio energy is going to take us all the way through to early January. So mm. Mars in Scorpio is the placement that is going to run us through the holidays, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving, Christmas, whether there's Hanukkah, um, Diwali, all the different celebrations, you know, whatever you do for New Year's or not, the Mars in Scorpio energy is the vibe that is going to be consistent. There's a lot of other planets, including Jupiter, are going to change signs between now and the end of the year, but Mars in Scorpio is going to be our kind of consistent drive, determination, kind of steady as she goes, uh, planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that beautiful hone in and focus energy. Cause we've already had a lot of, uh, 
activation of the Scorpio parts of our lives, now we can, you know, just really hone in, focus, get the job done, get in, get out, like a bit like a, um, you know, a tactical team working behind the scenes, like you know, a SEAL some team or something. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. Secret a bit service. Of ninja type. assassins, yeah. you know. Yes, like. <laughs> you know, it's like um, I watched, um, you know, when you watch those cop movies and they all like set up around the, the perimeters and they got their, their armor on, their, their plates and all the things, you know, and then they go in and it's, you know, get the bad guy. So, yeah, I mean, as you said, Kel, it was a thought I was thinking about too. This is what we're, you know, welcoming 2020 under. So, you know, all the stuff that's perhaps been churning, thinking about, a little bit, maybe a little bit stressful pseudo-anxiety as well, Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, you can really start to just you know, really, um, you know, sever from, take action mm. towards, take charge of. And so it's a more empowering version of Mars. And I do like that handover takeover sort of aspect with, you know, Mars coming up and helping Mercury out. So Mercury has mm. been in Mars's sign retrograde, but looking to Libra, like, you know, what do I do in Libra? I like, I don't know, right? But yeah. now we've got, um, now, I can't you know, Merc- Yeah, totally. So Mercury's got something to look at now that is supported, that is guided, that can actually help with what Mercury's trying to do while it finishes up in Scorpio. So I think that's going to be a very powerful ingress because of the dual action around Mars in Scorpio um, Mercury direct being ruled by Mars. So totally. And I know this might be skipping ahead a little bit, but it does make me think of like the slicing and dicing, you know, Mercury in Scorpio getting a little bit more sharp or clear or direct now that Mars is in Mm. Scorpio, like Mercury in Scorpio is now being ruled by a much more functional planet. Mm. Uh, but then I think of course, you know, at the very end of this week on Sunday, Mars in Scorpio will oppose Uranus in Taurus. Um, Mm. what are you gals thinking about that aspect? (laughs) I always think like, I just think this is like a fire in a fireworks factory quite often. A fire in a fireworks factory, hashtag that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, you know, it's, it's, but I think that severing that you were just talking about, Cass, that that slicing off, it's like that, it's it's almost like it sharpens the blade to be able to do that. And it may be that you can really assert yourself to what you authentically want and need and have the inspirations about what it is you really want. Um, sometimes there's confusion, especially with Mars in Libra. It's like, well, I kind of know what I want, but I've got to help other people out while I'm doing it. And I've got to think of them. Whereas Mars in Scorpio is like, no, I just got to think about me and I'm just going to yeah. go through and I'm just going to cut it off. And so it may be like, sudden decisions or, you know, just really clear insights to say, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to get it. So yeah. What about you gals? Mm. Look, I mean, I love the fire in a fireworks factory. I do think it's a bit explosive. This is the first time that Mars has been in Scorpio since Uranus went in Taurus. So we haven't had this iteration oh, of Mars yeah. opposite Uranus. Um, Like we've had every two years Mars opposes Uranus, but the last time that aspect happened, Mars would have been in Libra and Uranus would have been in Aries. So it had a totally different tone and it would have been affecting different parts of our charts. So this feels like, because Mars is in Scorpio, it feels like stuff from really hidden deep within starts to bubble up or, you know, Mm. like a pot 
that you forgot you left boiling on the stove and all of a sudden, like I do this every time I make mashed potatoes, I stick the lid on, I'm in a hurry or I'm hungry and I turn the heat up really high and then I get distracted and I come back and there's like, you know, the sizzle, like on a gas um, oven, a stove top, like the water and the flame and it's just, it's a hot mess of stuff. Um, <laughs> and so that idea of like the water and the flames and what's yep. being put out and what's like sparking. I think there's a lot that's being stirred up. It's going to be like a little unsettling or there's going to be that surprise mm. factor of I didn't know this or I didn't realise that or I have left something and for too long and now it's got too hot and now I'm going to have to try and figure out how, you know, where is the tea towel to get this thing off? What am I going to do to try and patch things up when we've had a little bit of a, a mini explosion? Um, I love that analogy, Kel. I was once in my mother-in-law's kitchen and her pressure cooker valve wasn't working and it quite literally exploded explode. bits, I'm like, oh, that's bits of messy. chicken <laughs> Everywhere, all like over on the, the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> and with a huge bang and it was just literally because the, the pressure valve was Couldn't stuck. get out. Yeah. And this is exactly, it's like it will be that shock moment of like, okay, if you if you haven't, spoken out, if you haven't asserted yourself, all those things that have been putting at pressure underneath you are going to come out. So, you know, maybe find ways that you can express that before the pressure builds up. You know, if you're feeling it building up internally, how can you have the conversation so they, they don't get blurted out or have this, you know, Scorpio, I feel, often has that volcanic um, pressure to it, you know. Yeah, I don't yes, know about yes, that at all, but... Yeah. <laughs> thing, isn't it? Mars in a fixed sign is like, I've held my tongue, I've tolerated, I've endured, and now I Mm -hmm. have reached my boiling point and the big explosion comes out. So I think it's great to help us be more aware of the things that we get annoyed about or irritated by that we should say something. And, you know, Mars is ultimately about assertiveness and, you know, being proactive. But if we haven't been doing that, that's where you can get these little explosions. Um, yeah. But Cass, what do you think about this? We haven't heard, I don't think we've heard from you on uh, this one. Remember our WhatsApp chat recently where um, Alicia and I were sharing stories of both having Torian mothers? Oh, and yes. How, and how, um, you know, Love sometimes. Love you, mum. <laughs> 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 so, you know, sometimes with the essence of Taurus is that, especially with Uranus there now, you know, I'm seeing it with clients with, you know, heavy Taurus placements. They're wanting change. They're wanting something to shift. They're wanting something to change. Mm. They don't necessarily want to, but they want the external environment to shift around them. But they kind of want to stay in that same place of comfort or, or familiarity or security. Stability. Yeah. And, so, and exactly. So Mars is coming along now. It's sharp. It's hot. It's direct. So it's almost like that proverbial cattle prod coming along. And so it is, you know, it's got that level of volatility. And, you know, as you said, Kel, where you've been holding back, where you've not been speaking your piece, where you've not been maybe paying attention to the subliminal messages around you under this Scorpio season where you've just kind of um, you know, dug your heels in, refused to budge, refused to move. It's almost like that cattle prod's coming for you. And now yeah. it's like a bull at a china shop type of situation here. So, you know, this aspect also, um, not by degree, but at least by sign, is activating last week's full moon. Okay, so, yes. you know, that is going to perhaps be a continuation of maybe some 
drama or, you know, dynamicness as well. And, you know, Mars and Uranus, two planets that are very indicative of independence, of going your own way, um, or, you know, the volatility, the breaking things, the severing things. So again, in fixed signs, there's that sort of like, I want to hold, but I also want to cut. So it may not necessarily be having to do that, but inviting that, you know, how can I shift things up? How can I change things in a way that works better for me, um, that I can still maybe, you know, the accommodation of Taurus wanting to have the stability, that security, but still like embracing that change or still embracing I can't stay the same forever. So mm. I think it might be really kind of this energy where if you've been ignoring, I always come back to this essence of the, you know, the tectonic plates and the Richter scale yeah. and those little shifts and those little things we push down, we bubble down, or the things we get frustrated by, we need to start addressing them. So here's Mars, you know, this little sharp yes. sword coming along and going, okay, you need to pay attention to what is really um, getting getting in your grill or what do they say, getting um, a bee in your bonnet, you know, whatever you've got yes. a bee in your bonnet about, this is the time to address it. But let off, you know, don't hold it back, let it off in small amounts. And, of course, this is all kind of going to bring the Mercury retrograde stuff out into the light in one way or another. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, there's so much that I could go on and on about. I'm a real fan of Mars and Uranus aspects. I like, you know, they're my quintessential middle finger aspect. So where you're feeling <laughs> stuck or you're held back, yeah. you know, you can just go, you know, F this. I'm doing something my own way in my own style and I don't care what anybody else thinks. And totally. Because there's like a rebellious quality, like both Mars and Uranus yeah. are like, I'm doing it my way, mate. Thanks, mm, thanks yeah. for your input or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for this kind offer, but no, don't want to do it that no, way. No, thanks. Not right yeah. for me. Yeah. And it's much nicer because with this, you know, previously the Mars-Uranus aspects have been all with Mars in Libra. So it's now we've got mm. Mars in its own sign. It has more strength in this combination as well. It yeah. has more ability to energise Taurus well, in ways. <laughs> I think that makes it more sparky. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if we're going for the <laughs> let's push things forward and let's create change, like Cass is talking about, you know, to use it to actually energise the change, then, yes, it's definitely better than before where, you know, Mars in Libra is a bit passive-aggressive. Oh, um, not a bit. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> no, Mars in Libra. No, and it's funny. You can, like, take it. It should be in the books, and, and it probably is. But Mars in Libra is conflict-averse and will do mm. almost anything to avoid confrontation or tension. Um, 100%. It's not ideal necessarily. It's just how that thing operates because um, yeah. Libra is so much about collaboration and compromise. But Scorpio, and this is something I see when clients have planets that progress out of Libra into Scorpio, mm. it's like there is this strengthening, like they get a backbone and it's totally yeah. a middle finger thing because Scorpio is like, but I don't actually care about this other person any more than I care about what's right for me. And that sounds really selfish, but Mars in Scorpio is a well-functioning kind of I want 
awareness or I need, you know, Mars is that I principle. And in Scorpio, Mars is like, oh, I know what I need here. I'm going to have to say no over there or I've overcommitted here, you know, and that's Mm. where I think some of the chaos can come from is that with Mars in Libra over the last six weeks, you might've agreed to something that you were kind of stuck in that people pleasing pattern. And now Mars Mm. in Scorpio opposing Uranus is like, I just can't do this anymore. Uh, because yeah. freedom is really important to Mars Uranus, like freedom and independence. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have been living in a way where you have not been honouring your independence or you've been sacrificing freedom, then that may need to get a shake up under this aspect. 100%. So and it's interesting talk- that this oh, sorry, is... Yeah. <laughs> well, because the flip side of this, and I think with this where I'm trying to segue into, is the opposite is everything's moving into Sag and this is the week where it starts to really do it. You know, we've got the sun moving into Sagittarius on Friday. I think it's actually really early in the morning on Saturday here in Australia. And then that beautiful golden Venus-Jupiter conjunction on Sunday. Um, you know, I think that's one of the best best days of the year really or at least at this back half of the year. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like there's all this depth and assertion and everything with Scorpio and then we're also into the, oh, well, it's all exciting and light and happy and optimistic. So how are you guys feeling about that? About Venus-Jupiter? Yeah, or just the focus on Sag. Well, with I feel like, in. yeah, I think the Sag focus, like there is a little bit with Venus there now, but the sun moving, and I think we're really going to see that, you know, next week come forward. I mean, to me, when I think about what's good about this week, it's Venus conjunct Jupiter in Sag. And it's a little like, oh, why is it happening on the same day that Mars is opposing Uranus? But that's how the cosmos works sometimes. Um, but I do think there is a bright spot, you know, Venus, Jupiter is some, it is literally a combination about hope or joy or happiness or a positive, um, encounter. Um, so I do think it's, you know, it's a really lovely thing to have going on, but it'll be like Mars, Uranus over here and Venus, Jupiter over there, if that makes sense. Um, Mm. I don't know. Yeah, they're literally three hours apart. Yeah. Well, I see a few things here. Um, there is a second bite of the proverbial apple from January because this is the second Venus Jupiter, Jupiter conjunction. conjunction in Sag. Yes. So I think maybe the first or second week of January, maybe this happened. Mm, yeah. Maybe like mid January. Now, we've just talked about the Scorpio Uranus piece, uh, the Mars Uranus, sorry, and their love of freedom. And. Mm. Sagittarius also has a love of freedom. And so we do, you know, it's like Freedom Sunday. You know, there is this whatever you don't want to do, it's don't do it. And what you're prepared to sever ties from, say no to all the Mars Uranus we've just discussed might be what you need to um, get to that happier place, to get to that more joyful place. So you think Mars, Uranus, very stuck, very heavy in Scorpio, Taurus. And here we have Venus in Sag in this fire of endless possibilities and bountiful um, potential. So there is this sense of what you might get kind of, uh, you know, the bee in your bonnet around the Uranus, Mars might actually lead to better freedom that is that feels better, feels lighter, feels more optimistic and hopeful. Uh, So I think 
the Venus Jupiter is, you know, it's easy to oversell it, I think, because it is, it's good. But, you know, I think with the surrounding astrology, I think that's a little bit more maybe like the sugar on top or the icing on the cake. But it is going to help uh, give you those freedom reins back. I mean, we've just had the Melbourne Cup in Australia, which is a huge horse race, which happened, you know, earlier on in the month. And it's like, you know, the horse behind the gate, Mars, Uranus, you break out and you run for your life. So there's this sense of uh, real essence of freedom and independence and possibility when you allow yourself to be cut from whatever is holding you down, whether that's just stubborn habits or a job you hate or um, a partner you don't really want to be with anymore it could be all those things so again you know whatever Uranus and Taurus is holding you um in that place of stability or stuckness because you're craving security or you're craving the familiar this weekend is really a huge invite to middle finger that stuff and go out to what to what is is possible or potential or those hopes and dreams that you don't that may be a little bit scary, a little bit more uh, fear generating. But if you, you know, a ship is not made to be on the shore, you know, it's meant to go out and explore and do all those wonderful things. So um, I guess that kind of, you know, that it's the Jupiter and Sag is over. So it's almost like your, your freedom release to go and do that thing or go and like pull your anchor up and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it reminds me. It reminds me of being, you know, 23 and standing in the airport at Sydney, backpack on my back, ready to head to Europe and saying goodbye to my family. And I'd been apart with them before. I'd been overseas with them before, but never for longer than a month. Um, and it was like I was heading off into this new adventure, this new beyond, and yet it was really hard to do. It was really hard to say goodbye mm. to my mom and my dad and my brother um, but it was still, it was like the, the golden apple of, of travelling away, you know, the golden apple of the opportunity that, that Venus and Jupiter is offering will be the temptation you need to cut away, to sever those links, to yeah. make those breaks. And I think mm. that um, as well, you know, it's, it's interesting because there isn't any real connection between Sag it's happening in a different area of your chart. So it'll be like there's one area of your life that's really holding you back from taking opportunities in another area. So it's like you're having to say no to one part, which may be like you put cast your relationship, but that's so that you can go and travel overseas or, you know, maybe go and start a new course and study, um, anything like that. So, you know, typical me, I'm bringing out all the uh, ninth house <laughs> The suggestions for this, but yeah, it's it's like wherever it is in that place that you you need to break free. It may not be in the same area. It's likely to be in a number of different areas, but mm. yeah, I love that, Cass. Yeah, you bring up a very uh, interesting analogy there because I had a similar experience when I was eighteen. There's a photo of me um, at you know my parents, and I'm you know going down the you know the 
that passage to go into the aircraft from the terminal the and I'm yep. waving back, turning goodbye. And it was the last time I saw my parents for like six months. And I was just like, let me the F out of here. I'm out of <laughs> Brisbane for good, right? So I had no sadness. I was more than, I've got a Mars Uranus opposition natally. So it's like, I was, yeah, see us. And um, I was waiting for that adventure. So yeah. Um, yeah. So good one there, Leash. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Such a good no story. Worries. Such a good story. So a big weekend, all in all. Yeah, really yeah. it will be. And and really the beginning, this is the kickoff of the silly season, isn't it? Sun moving into Sag. Mm. Yes. This is, um, yeah, when we eat too much, drink too much, party too much, don't get enough sleep. So hopefully everyone slept under that full moon last week so you can get ready for, for party season ahead. So love to hear everyone's comments on, you know, what Sag season's going to look like for you, if there's any opportunities you're going to try to make, um, take advantage of on, on Sunday. Um, and what about you girls? Have you got anything that you want to share, anything you're doing? Yeah, look, I'm still teaching my benefits and blessings, hope, how to find hope, happiness and fulfillment with the Planets course. So if you did miss the first class last week, you can sign up and catch up via my website, kellysastrology.com. Uh, this week, I'm actually doing a very Venus Insight thing. I'll be flying off to Denver, actually, to do some podcasting with my other podcast crew, uh, my other um, water vibe guys. Uh, and I'm actually going to be teaching in Boulder on Sunday, November 24th, very Venus in Sag, um, Venus, Jupiter in Sag. So if anybody is local to Boulder and Colorado and can join us for a day on aspects. So I've got some online teaching and some in-person teaching, uh, getting everything in, of course, before Jupiter leaves <laughs> Sag. Uh, what are each of you up to? Cool. And I just want to say big shout out to the Astrology Podcast as well, which you're part of. So if people don't know about that or haven't found that, it's it's a really awesome podcast. Yeah. The guys, Chris and Austin, are amazing. Yeah. And you too. <laughs> well, you guys are amazing too. I'm very lucky. Oh, it's, it's a mutual Jupiter love-in. It's, um, it's totally. <laughs> Cass, what are you up to this week, honey? Um, well, under the Venus Jupiter vibes, I'll have a new website launched and I'm hoping at the time of recording, that's the plan and I selection to do that. Um, and I have a Jupiter and Capricorn webinar coming up, uh, this week as well. So, um, I'm assuming there will be a link. <laughs> I'm hoping there'll be a link, yes. um, to get, to get to that. But, uh, yeah, what maybe just that check cast? out. Uh, it's the 28th here in Australia, be the 27th on uh, the north side. So, yeah, I, I won't have like a page per se to put that on, but if you look at the blog page, there will be all the links that you need to to register for that. Okay, we'll pop the link to that in the show notes. Um, and I have next week on the 26th, that will be the evening of the 26th in Australia, morning of the 26th in the US, the Jupiter... Jupiter Sagittarius new moon gathering. And I also am releasing this week a Jupiter in Capricorn PDF for my website subscribers. Um, so if you have not signed up on my website yet and signed up for my newsletter, please do so. And that will be coming out on the 24th as well. Awesome. Super exciting. So yeah. Well, thanks everyone. Yeah. Thank you. That's our so week. Great to talk Happy to you Venus both. and Jupiter. Yes. Yes. And, and all Mars the Sag blessings. 
Yes. Yes. Yay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye for now. See ya.